tonight. Amen. We truly do need him more and more. Let's, let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. If you want to be remembered and just slip up your hand. Heavenly Father, and you are our Father. Lord, you're the one that pities his children. You're also the high priest. You know where every one of us is at, Lord. And Lord, you're not ashamed to call us your children. Neither are we ashamed to call you our Father. Lord, would you look down and see this multitude of hands? Father, would you just drop something in tonight? You know the time we live in. You know the journey that we're on. You know the many afflictions. You said you'd never give us more than we're able to handle. You're always faithful. We thank you for that. And while we're here tonight, we need to draw on you. And we invite you to come and take this service now. Feed our souls as only you can. We thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Let's just turn in our Bibles to the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 9. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. One week from today, our brother Tim Dodd will be ministering here. He's actually coming secretly to check up on his son. And uh, I told him you've got lots to check up on. So at any rate, he's coming. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And then on the Easter weekend following, we've got brother Ray Erickson. So we're looking forward to these times. Easter's always a special time. Daniel chapter 9, verse 1, we've read this a few times as we've been on the subject of the Babylonian captivity. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, this of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the reign of the Chaldeans, 
In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So he understood. He was waiting. He'd seen the signs. He'd seen the times. And now there was 70 natural years that were allocated. And I won't read all of this, but from, from chapter 3, or from verse 3 down to chapter 19, Daniel, you read the approach that he takes when he sees this. We'll read verse 3. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Now he goes on to all of that. And while he's there calling on the name of God, now in verse 20, and while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, which I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly quickly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Now, his prayer went into a realm that Gabriel is one of the angels that was very identifiable. He was the one that appeared to Mary. So there's angels that differ in, in their duty and their such, but Gabriel was an important angel. So he was coming to Daniel for an important message. And it all started because it was a time, it was a season, and, a, and, a, and an ordained child of God set his face in prayer. So he says, and he informed me, verse 22, and he talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the minute you start, God watches. At the beginning of your supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. Verse 24. Now, it was 70 years, but now he's brought into a spiritual realm where it says 70 weeks so 70 weeks of years. So each week being, being seven, so it was going to be 490 years, are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Now the holy city was not Babylon. It was Jerusalem. And he says, and upon thy holy city, he says, number one, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and the prophecy and to anoint the most holy. God bless his word. You may have your seats. Now we've, we've labored for some time on this, but you know, I, I, I looked back at Brother Branham and in 1960 he spoke on the, the seven church ages at the end of 1960, he goes right into 1961 and he takes a series on Revelations chapter 4. Later that year, he goes into Revelations chapter 5. 
And then immediately following Revelations chapter 5, within the next month, he goes into a series on the, Dan- on the 70 weeks of Daniel. Now, so I, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I've, I feel like I have a, a better feeling for like some of these scriptures and Bibles and, what, and, and these things that they came out of. Because you look at, this was a low point in the time of Israel's history. And, and yet, as, as this low point, it was at this point that God used a series of men in a prophetic realm that spoke not only for Israel then, but for Israel in the entire span of God, and scriptures that pertain right to the very day and the hour we're living in. So it was in this low point that God came and he brought this inspiration that we still draw on to this very day. So you can take Jeremiah, you know, Jeremiah chapter 29, where Jeremiah would speak and, and he, would, he would talk and he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. How many times have you drawn on that? I've drawn on that. And he says, I will bring you not evil but an expected end. So and then it was also under the lamentations of, of Jeremiah that there's a scripture I often draw on. He says, his mercies are new every morning. I draw on that, but that came out of the depths of, of a low point. It was Ezekiel that we touched on two weeks ago who saw the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He saw that this all revolved around a people, all, all revolved around a people of God, everything going around that. It was also Ezekiel who was given the question, can these bones live? You know, all of this came out of that very time frame. I believe God knew exactly what he was doing. And I knew he would, that we would be reading this in this very end time. Ezekiel would also, in the latter parts of Ezekiel, he would see the entire vision of the temple and the holy places of God. But it was also others at that time, like Haggai, who was a minor prophet. Haggai would see that the glory of the latter house would be greater than the former. So the Jerusalem that they left, would, the, the latter would be greater. Well, it never fully restored. But there is a Jerusalem that is going to receive this glory and the fulfillment of prophecy. It was Zechariah who would, who would talk about a headstone coming down. You know, you can read actually Zechariah and Haggai And these were prophets that prophesied at the time Zerubbabel was coming in to lay the foundation in the restoration. And the the scripture says, and the people prospered by the prophesying of Zechariah and Haggai. Now if, if they prospered, how much can we prosper? And I believe we've been given a prophet. And I think we ought to just feed on that. And I'm not just saying that to harp on it. I don't want to make it sound like a broken record. But it feeds my soul. And I pray it would feed your soul also. So it was Zechariah that would see this headstone coming down with shoutings of grace, grace unto it. It was Zechariah saying, in that day the fountain of God, the, a fountain would be opened in the house of David. So these are all pointing to something. And then there was Daniel. Daniel would speak in chapter 2 about the image that would portray the Babylonian kingdoms. It was then in chapter 7 he would see the spirits behind those beasts and what they represented. And then here we read now in Daniel chapter 
9, which we just read, and he sees the ending of all of this, and now God comes to him and he speaks to him. Ethan, can you put on that, that PowerPoint, please? So I, I, I use this as a graph. I like this, the way this was set up, but it talks about the kingdom of Judah. This is the period of the Babylonian captivity and then the rebuilding. And it was the king of, of Nebuchadnezzar and then Belshazzar. Jeremiah prophesied up to about that time. Ezekiel was in the land at that time. But Daniel was here this whole time during this Babylonian captivity. He was carried in as a young teenager. He served God faithfully for 70, 70 years plus. 68 years he had served God and he comes to this point. And Brother Branham would talk about it and he would talk about how Daniel was and that he kept his victory. And so Daniel was in this time. So Daniel, you know, there was, I'm probably not going to get into this so much here. I'm going to just jump ahead. But the iniquity was the 70 missed Sabbath years. So they failed to give the land its rest. God is a God of his word. He said, therefore, you're going into captivity for 70 years. And then it was the time of, of judgment under Jeremiah talking about the 70 years of desolation. Then it was going to be now the 70 weeks that Daniel would see, which would be 69, actually 69 and a half years up to the time of the Messiah. And then there would be another half year, three, half a week rather, three and a half years that is just coming. So we have yet to see the fulfillment of the full 70 weeks. There's been 69 and a half weeks. There's another three and a half week period. That's, that's going to be the tribulation. But all of this comes together right in the time we live in. So lest we get dull of hearing, lest we, we, we think, oh, it's another Wednesday, it's just... I'll tell you, friends, if the saints could see where we stand right now, if Daniel could see it right now, it, you know, and, and Brother Bannon would see it in another dimension with a voice saying, press the battle, press the battle. You're standing in the greatest hour. This is the hour that the saints, the golden age, desire to live. So I, I, I just trust that you don't get weary of this. I, I, I find that when we look at it biblically, instead of the weariness of the world around you, and I'll tell you what, I get weary of the world around me. But this excites me. This, this saying, oh God, it can't be much longer. So Brother Bannon would say now, he spoke a series of three messages in July of 1961. The first was Gabriel's instructions to Daniel. The second one was the sixfold purpose of Gabriel's visit. And then the next one was the 70 weeks. So he says this in the first message. Revelation 6 to Revelation 19.21 is connected with the 70 of weeks. Therefore, we must stop and explain before we go further. We must stop and explain why those 70 weeks, because if you don't, you'll miss those seals, you'll miss the trumpets, you'll miss the vials, the plagues, the unclean spirits like frogs, the three woes, the casting out of the dragon, the woman, the son. You'll miss it all because it all takes place right here in this 70th week. That's when it all takes place. Now, he says that in the, in, the, in the morning message, and he also says this, it's the consummation, it's the end of all things. Now, I'm going to show you that will happen, 
And he says, now, this is the, the angel speaking to Gabriel. Daniel, I've been sent, your beloved in heaven. I heard your prayers. And I'm come to tell you what's determined for the Jews and Jerusalem from right now until the end of the consummation, the whole thing. Do you understand, class? If we can find out those 70 weeks are, we know when the consummation is. Oh, my. God, help us to know it. It tells us exactly somewhere in those ages, exactly from that time till this time until the consummation, and it won't miss one minute. One more quote I want to read. We are at the end. What are we trying to find by God? Just how long that's going to be. What day are we living in? That's why we're going back and picking up those prophets and so forth and to, trying to find out where we are. That's what Daniel did. I'll tell you what, when you, when you view this message beyond just the quotes of Brother Branham, but when you take it under the revelation of a prophet that was in the hand of God as the seventh messenger, the last star in his hand, when you take it as not only that one, but like John the Baptist, who was the messenger of the covenant, when you take it like this one, it was the one that was used to breach the church ages and the seals. When you take all of these things, this is God sending something to us and we need to reverence it and adhere it and say, oh God, give me an attitude like Daniel did. And he said, now you see his prayer, his confession. He wanted to be sure that he found out when they were to go back because he wanted to get the people ready to go back. You've got to be in expectation. If you're just viewing this, well, we're going to keep having services. No, we're not just going to keep having services. I'm looking for the day when I'm out of here. I'm looking for the day when it's going to become so powerful and so great that we're going to be caught away. And Brother Brandon would say, now that's what I'm trying to do is to find out when we're going up to get the people ready to go up that we're ready and we've set our face to God through prayers and supplications to, to find out, Lord, what's the hour we're living in? Don't let this become common. Whatever you do, do not let this become common. We are seeing prophecies fulfilled step by step, moment by moment. Thank you for the PowerPoint. Ethan, you can turn that off and you can get the next thing ready. Brother Bannon would say, and he makes a statement in the, in the morning message, Gabriel's instructions to Daniel. Because he takes the phrase where Daniel, I understand by books. And if you listen to this on the tape, it's wonderful. It, I, I'm going to read just a part of it, but he says, And I understand, this is now Brother Branham, there'll come scoffers in the last days. I understand they'll come nation against nation. I understand there'll be tidal waves. There'll be fearful sights. I understand man's hearts will be failing for fear. There'll be a perplexity of time. Is that the truth? I'll tell you what. The, the tipping point for people is, is like that close. And when we find ourselves affected, I say, Oh God, give me more of you. I need more of you. And he says, I understand that they'll all go into 
organizations and denominations, they'll have a confederation. I understand women will bob their hair off. I understand they'll wear short clothes. They'll walk with high-heeled shoes, tinkling as they go. I understand moral will be low. I understand the preachers will be false shepherds, that they'll compromise and not feed the people of the Word of God. I understand there'll also be a voice come in the last days, crying in the wilderness, back to the original, back to the things of God. And then he says, and I understand, there'll come a famine. Churches will be organized, going from east to west, doing this. And I understand that he'll send Elijah before that day comes. And I don't understand by the letter only, by the word, but that Israel will return to her homeland. And I see her going in. Now, now Israel is a timepiece, and it is something for that. Now, that's, that's going to be all the preaching I'm going to do for tonight. Because I feel I'd like to play a portion of the second message that Brother Branham spoke on the 70 weeks of Daniel, which is the sixfold purpose of Gabriel's visit to Daniel. Now, in the morning, he speaks on, 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 on the first part of it, and he lays the foundation. He goes into it the evening. The following part, he talks about the 70th week, and, and he goes into that. But I... I don't know about you, but I feel once in a while it's just good for us as a people to listen to what we are under. And I feel there's, that we can relax and we can say, oh God, this is heaven that is speaking to us. So I just trust we'll take this now for about the next 40 minutes or so and uh, we'll listen to it. May God bless you. Go ahead, Brother Ethan. Now, this morning's lesson, as we reviewed back on the fourth and fifth chapter, then we stuck the beginning with the ninth chapter of Daniel. And now tonight, we're continue on with the ninth chapter. Before we approach it, let's just bow our heads for a moment and speak to the author of the Word. Our gracious God... We are sure that you know the very intent of our heart. You know why we're here. You know that we never come tonight just because that we thought it would be a nice place to come to take a little relaxation for the afternoon. Father, I do not believe there's one person here for that purpose. I believe that we are here tonight because we are deadly, sincere, honest, and wanting to know, thus saith the Lord. We love you, Lord, and we love your word. If this place that you have provided for us just a roof over our head in these concrete blocks, we are thankful to you for the place. Amen. For we believe that there is a home beyond the sky where we are headed that way. And we think of our forefathers that didn't even have this privilege. And it makes us bow our hearts in shame, Lord, to even complain. Now, Father, we pray that you'll open to us tonight the Scripture. Come walk along by the side of each one of us as we go down this road tonight. Speak to us like you did those going to Emmaus from Jerusalem. That when the service is over tonight, we might go to our different homes and say, Did not our hearts burn within us? As we heard him speaking through his word. Bless the reading. 
Bless my feeble efforts, Lord. Open my mouth to that which is true and close it to that which is wrong. And give glory to thyself and glory in thy people that they might see the hour that we're living in the near coming of the Lord Jesus. For we ask it in his name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now to lap back our scriptures for a few moments. We find that Daniel had been in captivity for 68 long years. Thank God. Now you and your paper and pencil, that didn't get it this morning, may pick it up tonight. From 8606 to 538. Take 538 from 606. You got 68 years. Daniel had been in a, a captive. No church to go to, no sermons to hear, nothing but he had some books, some scrolls that a prophet before him had prophesied, and it was with Jeremiah. Now while in studying all the scriptures, he seen time was running out, that the time of the 70 years, and Daniel solemnly Believe every word that Jeremiah the prophet spoke. And I say to this to my class tonight, should we believe our prophets? Yes, sir. For the word of the Lord came to the prophets. They have thus saith the Lord. And a true prophet will never vary from the, the other prophet's word. They'll never make it say something that it doesn't say. They'll say just exactly what the true prophet said. That makes them a prophet. Then when they get that and then they foretell what is to come, knowing this with fear in their heart, that they should say something wrong and should lead somebody astray. We never want to do that. We want to be absolutely sure that we got the word of the Lord before we say, Thus saith the Lord. It must be an absolute direct message from the throne of God. Or we should never say it. Now, while in studying the scriptures, he seen that the 70 years was running out. So him being there 68 years, they have two years in the future until God would restore his people back to their homeland. While in prayer, we find out that there was a mighty angel came from heaven. Can anybody call his name? Gabriel, and he is the angel to the Jewish church. How many knows that? Everywhere it's Gabriel. Gabriel is the messenger to the uh, Jewish church. Came to Mary, came to Zechariah. Always it's Gabriel. And he's one of the great angels of heaven. And did not he bring our brother Daniel such a wonderful salutation from God? Oh, Daniel, greatly beloved. Wouldn't that make you good to think that God loves you? If I wasn't greatly loved, I'd just like to know that I'm kind of loved a little bit up there, wouldn't you? Sure, just kind of, he, he thinks of me once in a while. It just make me just want to scream to think that he even cares for me. And we have the shirts that he does care for us. Because while we were yet sinners, Christ died in our sins, brother. And now that which we were alien from God, now has made us not unto God and has given us the earnest of our salvation, that is, the Holy Spirit. 
and with a faith in there that lifts us up above the things of the world and we ride over the top of it. That's glorious, isn't it? Amen. All right. While in prayer, Gabriel come and told him that there was not only two more years before they were going back to the homeland, but told him the entire destination of that nation. Thank God. The entire destination, every journey of earth, Gabriel explained it to Daniel, that he was sent to tell Daniel this great thing, how that prophet must have felt. And he told him that there were 70 weeks determined upon the people unto the consummation. That's the end time. So it's all over. The consummation. He said there's 70 weeks. Some of them allows that to months, some to days, some. If it's just actually weeks, there's only about two and a quarter years or one and a quarter years of it. And they see you, that's what we got to find. To be truthful. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people. For what purpose? For what? Whose people was it determined upon? Daniel's people. The Jews. And what was it determined for? Upon not only Daniel, but upon Daniel's holy city. See? Daniel's holy city. Now, Christ, what was Daniel's holy city? Jerusalem. And now we're going to take, maybe get to it tonight. Where was Jerusalem? Who founded Jerusalem? You ever think of that? Who founded Jerusalem? When was it founded? We go get to it after a while. Who founded Jerusalem? Boy, it's a little bitty thing hid back in the corner. But it sure tells it. That's right. Who founded Jerusalem? And when was it founded? All right. And that's Daniel's holy city. And we do understand that that city, which has now been a curse for 2,000 years, will be rebuilt and reestablished again. Hallelujah. And the temple worship will be set up just like it was in the beginning. That's right. Jerusalem will be. Now, and there will be a sacrifice, a daily offering, offered again, just like it was in the beginning. We're going to get into most of that, I guess, tonight, or a lot of it. Now, I want you to know, friends, that striking all these things, I'm certainly leaving out weeks of teaching, but just kind of hitting it so that when the weather cools off or a little later, when we get into those seven seals, seven vials, seven trumpets, all these things, that I can refer back and say, do you remember on the 70 weeks of Daniel? Do you remember the church age when it went up and what taken place? And these 70 weeks of Daniel covers from the going up of the church until the coming back of the church. That space is what it covers. Now, now not all of 70 weeks of Daniel, part of it. 70 weeks are determined. Now, there was a six-fold purpose in his visit telling him what was going to come to pass. Now, there was a six-fold purpose of his coming. Now, tonight, 
I think we'll leave off over here in the scriptures of where that we was at this morning, where that uh, there was a sixfold purpose. Here we are. Now, we find out that there was the sixfold purpose, one of it. Now, let's get the fourth chapter, the uh, fourth verse, 24th verse of the ninth chapter of Daniel. And seventy weeks are determined upon thy people. Now, remember, that is all that the journey of the Israelites will have in this earth, they are determined. Seventy weeks is just determined. That's all allotted to the Jews. Upon thy people and upon thy holy city. Therefore, this seventy weeks, now don't miss it, it will reveal from that time to the end of the Jews and also to the end of Jerusalem until there will be a new city then. Now, oh, I hope we get into it real good and deep tonight. Are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city, what to? To finish the transgression. What did he tell him now? He was trying to find how long it's going to be I know we're at the end time, like we are now. Lord, how many in this place tonight believe that we are at the end time? Say amen. amen. Thank you. We are at the end. Now we're trying to find by God just how long that's going to be. What day are we living? That's why we're going back and picking up these prophets and so forth and trying to find out where we are. And that's what Daniel did. He set his face to God. How many read Daniel 9 today? Raise up your hands. All right. To see his prayer, how he made his confession of his people, his confession of himself. He wanted to be sure that he found out when they were to go back because he wanted to get the people ready to go back. Now, what I'm trying to do is find out when we're going up and get the people ready to go up. And we've set our face to God through prayers and supplications to find out, Lord, what's the hour we're living in? We've seen all these different things happening. We see the world in chaos. We see the time at hand. The sand lighting's on the wall. Everything that God said, we hear our president speaking of another war right now coming. We hear prediction that in the Within a few hours after war is predicted that nations will be nothing but volcanic dust, and we know we got it. So we know before that takes place, the church has got to go. So, Lord, where are we at? That's the reason I believe it. He'll let us know. We set our faces to find out. Now, first, let's find out. Seventy weeks are determined on our people in the Holy City to finish the transgression. Make an end of sin and uh, to make reconciliations for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. That was the sixfold purpose of the visitation of Gabriel. Now, let's start number one. If you go to market, you've got pencils. Number one, to finish the transgression. That's the first thing. Now, <clears throat> to finish the transgressions of Israel 
who transgressed against God will be the turning away of the ungodliness of Jacob. Now to find this, let's turn to Romans, the 11th chapter of Romans, and begin with the 21st verse of Romans 11. Now we're going to what? Finish the transgressions. Romans 11, 21. All right. For if God spared not the natural branch, which was who? Israel. Take heed, lest also spare not thee. Now I want you, when you go home, to read this whole 11th chapter. I'm just reading this, so mark down the whole 11th chapter and read it. Spare not thee. Behold, therefore the goodness through the of God on them which fell, but towards thee goodness, if thou continue in the goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off, also be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in un- if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. See? Telling that there will be a time that when the Gentile will be cut out and Israel come back in again. For if thou were cut out of the the olive tree, which is wild by nature, Gentiles, and were grafted contrary to nature... We were contrary to nature, aliens, without mercy, without God, with no hope at all. And God, by His mercy to give us a chance, cut off righteous Israel because of transgressions and turned them aside, the the tame olive tree, and brought in a wild olive tree, contrary to nature. Unto a good tree, how much more shall these which be the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? All right. Let's read on. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness is part of Happiness of Israel, happiness to Israel, until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, until God is finished with the Gentiles. Israel was blinded. They went off into sin and to transgressions against God because God blinded their eyes that we might be grafted in. Amen. Amen. You get it? 26 verse now. And so all Israel shall be saved. Amen. God blinded them purposely for you and I. They cannot see because God blinded them. 
And all Israel, true Israel, shall be saved. What did the angel say? Go to finish the transgression of Israel. I come to tell you that there will come a time when Israel's transgressions will be finished. God will cut off that wild branch and draft into that back, that real branch again. Amen. Or sometimes it makes my heart jump. See, I'm poor, miserable people cut off out there not knowing where they're going and think that God in His mercy did that so I could be saved. Blinded their eyes from their own Messiah. Shut their ears up that they could not hear Him. Yet looked out at His miracles and looked out at His miracles and things that He was doing. Matthew, I believe the 12th chapter, 8th or 12th chapter, said, Though Jesus had done so many miracles, yet they could not believe. Because God said they got eyes and they can't see and ears and they can't hear unless they would see with their eyes and hear with their ears and I would convert them. But so that we could have a chance, he pulled a curtain down over his own children's eyes. Turned his own children away from the table and turned them off the leanness of spirit that he might find that we might have a chance to live. Given us life. 26th verse again. And so all Israel shall be saved, that it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Amen. Yes, he will come to Mount Zion one of these days upon the Mount of Olives. They'll recognize him, and all Israel knows him. The Gentiles will be finished then. That branch that's been grafted in, God will take from it the fruit that's been gathered, and that wild branch will be. And I remember all back in here as you read, he said, if that root was holy, and that root was a holy root, also, the fruit that comes up from that holy root will bring holy fruit. And if that root was Jesus Christ, who is both Ruth and offspring of David, if that life was in him come up to the Jewish generation and was called from them and their eyes blinded that we might see, our lives will have the pattern with that blessed branch. Oh, yes, brother. Right. Amen. God cut them off purposely and blinded their eyes so we could have a chance to see. Giving us an opportunity, we walk around like we're somebody. Paul tells them here, take heed how you do that. Yes, Take heed for God sped not the natural branch. How will he have any more mercy on the wild branch that's already? So we walk around and say, I'm Presbyterian, I'm Methodist, I'm Baptist, I'm Pentecostal. That don't mean nothing to God. Amen. You've got to be born again of that Holy Spirit that comes from the root. Hallelujah. But he comes. Now remember, he's not speaking of the Gentiles. I'm just throwing this in here so you see where the Gentiles had their chance. But he comes to finish the transgression. 
Make a finish of it. Now, if we go back into Daniel again, and we'll find out that in Daniel we find out here, the 24th verse. All right. To finish the transgressions. To finish what? To finish Israel's transgression. What is a transgress? Is to go against something. A transgress against me is to do a wrong to me. Transgress against you is to do a wrong to you. So Israel did a wrong to God. And in this 70th week, what's going to happen? God is going to finish the transgression of Israel. Amen. Finish the transgression. We'll be turning away the ungodliness from Jacob. And then all Israel will be born again. All of them will receive the Holy Spirit. Now, number two, write that down on your paper. We could stay a long time on that, but I don't want to go to preaching on it. I just want to talk to you so that you can get it down close. When we get into these seven seals, then you'll just move right on through the church, through the seals, through the flags, and know where we're standing. Amen. All right. Number two, make an end of sin. Now let's read again. Daniel, to finish transgression and, and make an end of sins. That's the second purpose of coming. First is to finish Israel's transgression and to make an end of sins. Where did Israel sin? Where did they do their vital sin? Where did they separate themselves from God? Now, listen close. Let's turn to St. Matthew 24. And here's where Israel made her fatal mistake. Here's where she's done her last sin. And the reason she's in the condition today... Matthew, the 27th chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel. And the 25th verse of the 27th chapter. Let's begin about the, uh, uh, the 21st verse. The governor answered and said unto them, whether of these twain will ye that I release unto you? And they said, Barabbas. Now remember, that's Israel. Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? Listen, Adam. They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. Remember, that's their Messiah that Daniel said would come. Remember this morning, in the lesson here, he'll be cut off, not for himself, not nothing he did. Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing. But rather a tumult was made, 
And he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See to it. Listen, here's their mistake. Here's their sin. Then answered the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. There's where they done it. He was making an end of sin for them. How could he do anything else but forgive them, knowing that he had to blind their eyes that we could come in? It's like his own children calling for his blood. Yeah. And they were blinded, and he knew they were blinded. That's the reason he cried for forgiveness for them. Forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they are doing. They were blind. For our sake, they were made blind. In their unbelief, they did this. But when they see him again, Amen. Amen. What an end to sin. What is sin? Unbelief. They did not believe that was the Messiah. They could not see him to be Messiah. Yet he done every sign the Messiah was supposed to do. But they could not see it. They were blind. So when you see people say, I don't believe in divine healing. I can't see it. I can't see this baptism of the Holy Ghost. Don't be angry with them. They're blind. They say, I can't see this message of him coming. I can't see this baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can't see this serpent seed. I can't see this stuff. They're blind. And don't know it. Just pray for them. All right. In their unbelief. But when they see him... When he comes again, it will make an end of their unbelief. Oh, my. Let's just turn first to Genesis, the 25th, the 45th chapter, and get a, a type of it. I got wrote down here some uh, Genesis 45. You just taking down the notes. Oh, how I love this good old gospel. All right. Now we know where we're at. Can you hear me? All right, back to the building. Raise up your hand if you can hear me. I got this sitting a little close. Now we're going to read a portion of this scripture. I want you to listen. You that don't have your Bible. You that have your Bible, get Genesis First, let's start in the 44th chapter, beginning with the 27th verse. It's Joseph. And Joseph was a perfect type of Christ. We know that. How many knows that? Amen. Hated of his brothers. Why? Because he was spiritual. Saw visions. Interpreted dreams. He was a spiritual man among his brothers. And they hated him. And his father loved him. So was Jesus. Hated all the denominational churches, but loved of his Father God. Why did they hate him? Because he was spiritual. Because they told, they said he was a fortune teller, a devil. You remember what Joseph's brother said to him? Here comes that dreamer. (laughs) These same things. And they sold Joseph for almost the same price that Judas sold Jesus for, 30 pieces of silver. Throwed him into a ditch and went and told the father that something killed him. He was dead. But he was taken up from the ditch. Christ was thrown into a ditch and was taken up. And from there he went to the highest place there was on earth. Amen. Amen. Joseph went to the right hand of Pharaoh and Jesus went to the right hand of God. 
In his temptation before his exaltation. Jesus, before he was exalted, went through temptation. Why, I believe it was Billy Sunday, the great evangelist, said every, every tree had a million angels sitting in it. <laughs> that day of the crucifixion. Said, just pull your hand loose and pour it to us. We'll change this scene around here. But he couldn't do it. Caiaphas has said, he saved himself, others he cannot save. He didn't know he was paying a comment. If he had saved himself, he couldn't save others. So he gave himself to save us. He's so blind from him. Now they, then when he was there in his exaltation, or before his exaltation, his temptation, remember Joseph was put into prison because he was innocent. The Roma, the uh, Israelite oh, general by the name of Pomacy, Pomacy went and went away on a trip. He had a pretty wife. And his wife had Joseph come into the house to do something, and he tried to get Joseph to do something wrong. And he was loyal to God. I tell you, they always, you women out hard that you now will take up for you a minute. See? The woman is a weaker vessel. I know there can't be a bad man for there's a bad woman. But man who knows that, man who knows that you are a son of God, and take advantage of a woman. Shame on you. Amen. Don't let her what she does. Amen. She's a weaker vessel. You know that. If she goes to act an unladylike, take her by the hand and talk to her like a sister. Amen. You're a son of God. Don't do them evil things. Look at Joseph. He was an example to you. And when Pontius wife, this beautiful woman, honorable, highest, one of the highest women there was in the country, begged him and persuaded him. And he turned and she caught him and tried to hug him up to her. And he jerked till he even pulled his coat off and run from her. Amen. Yes, sir. And when he come in, they told a lie on him. Said he come in to ravish her and, she left his, and he left his coat there. And for that he went to the dungeon. But in the dungeon, God was with him. No matter where you put him. He was a type of the son of prosperity. Everything Joseph done prospered. And when Jesus returns in the millennium, that's the reason that deserts will blossom as a rose. Everything he does will prosper. He's a son of prosperity. Wherever you put Joseph, it was blessed. Wherever Jesus is, it's blessed. So get him in your heart. Be blessed. So we find out that Joseph then was put into a prison. And in the prison there were two men. One was lost and one was saved. Jesus and his temptation on the cross, one thief was lost and the other is saved. When he was exalted, he went to the right hand of God. When Joseph was exalted, he went to the right hand of Pharaoh. And no man could speak to Pharaoh without speaking to Joseph first and getting permission. And when Joseph left the palace, oh my. When Joseph left the palace, trumpet sounded. And man run ahead of him saying, Bow to thee. Joseph is coming. Amen. And when Jesus leaves the right hand of the majesty above, the trumpets will sound and every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. And remember, when he was rejected of his brethren, what did he do? He got a Gentile wife. 
He got an Egyptian wife. When Jesus was cut off from his brethren back here, the Jews, he married a Gentile bride. But now, after years, after children had been born, Ephraim and Manasseh, he had a family. Then one day, his brethren come to visit him. Watch. We know the story. How he put the little thing in there to stand back and act like he couldn't even speak their language. Had an interpreter for the Hebrew when he was a Hebrew himself. And their brother had come down. They didn't know him. He was a mighty prince. And right now, Christ visits the Jews, heals their sick and stuff, and they still don't know who he is. Amen. That Messiah. Let's begin the 27th verse of the 44th chapter. And thy servant, my father, said unto us, You know that my life bear me, my wife bear me two sons. And one of them went out from me. That was Joseph, the very one that we're talking to. And I said, Surely he is torn to pieces. And I saw him not since. And if you take this also from me, and mischief befall him, you shall bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. They had a little Benjamin down there, his little brother. You know who Benjamin represents? This new bunch of real genuine Jews is gathering there now to make that 144,000. This, this race is coming up. Amen. Not these Wall Street crooks. No, no. That's more cannon fodder. That ain't Jews. That ain't Jews. The real Jews are these little Benjamins coming up and down the yard. They never even heard the word of Jesus Christ. Now therefore, come unto me, and thy father, and my father, and the lad be not with us, seeing that his life is bound up in the lad's life. God's own life is bound with Israel. He's married to her. We're going to get to that in a few minutes, if the Lord willing. He's married to Israel. His life is bound to her, just as I'm bound to Miss Brandon back there, my wife. And you're bound to your wife. Your life is wrapped in it, and God is married to Israel. And what was it? Jacob said, my life is wrapped and bound in this child. I shall, and it shall come to pass. When he seeth that the lad is not with us. Joseph is going to keep the lad, you know. We know the story. And that he will die, his daddy. And thy servant shall bring down the gray hairs of thy servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. Look at that plea that Reuben is given now. For thy servant becomes surety that the lad unto, thy, unto my father, saying, If I bring, bring him not unto thee, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. Now, therefore, I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lad. Oh, my. See, he's standing right before Joseph, his brother. This is Joseph, and he don't know him. Oh, wait till that millennium starts, brother. Uh, uh, Instead of the lad, a bondsman to my Lord. Listen at him, confessing Lord. And let... The lad go up with his brethren. For how shall I go up to my father? And the lad be not with me. Lest preventure I see the evil that shall become of my father. Pleading. Giving his own life. How 
how them Jews will stand there with their hands up. Watch. Watch now the 45th verse. Listen close. Don't miss it. When Joseph could, then Joseph could not frame him, refrain himself before all them that stood with him. Brother, that's when sins go be made into, the unbelief is going to scatter. And he cried and he caused every man to go from him. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known to his brethren. What is it? Even his own wife went back to the palace. Oh, my. The bride and glory while Jesus returns. We get into it here. To make himself known. And he wept aloud. Joseph just couldn't hold it any longer. He screamed out. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it plumped back over into the palace. Amen. They heard Joseph screaming. Now that was a type of Christ meeting the Jews. That he knows he blinded them. So that we can have a chance for when he comes to them again. Sin of Israel will be over. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. What do you think Jesus will say? I am your Messiah. I am the one that you crucified. Does my father yet live? And his brothers could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. Amen. Oh, I've got to stop here just a minute. Let's turn over to Zechariah, the 12th chapter. Turn with me now to the book of Zechariah. The 12th chapter of Zechariah. Maybe I'm taking a little too much time to start preaching on this, but I, I hope not. And I, I want you to get it so bad. Zechariah, let's get to 12th chapter of Zechariah and see what he's going to say now when he stands before his brethren. Zechariah 12 and the 10th. Making into sin now. All right. 12, chapter and 10th verse. Notice. And I'm speaking here of the remnant. The siege of Jerusalem, the beast and the armies is tucked away, and so forth. All things will become to the end now. This is almost to the millennium. Fixing to start the millennium right now. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitations of Jerusalem the spirit of what? Grace. Amen. Amazing grace. Upon the house inhabitants of Jerusalem, Daniel's holy city, the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have And they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Uh, Listen, what a mourning that will be when he stands there making himself known to them, like Joseph did. Listen, and in that day shall there be such great mourning in Jerusalem as the mourning of Hadman, I can't pronounce that name, H-A-D-A-D-R-I-M-O, Hadman, 
in Midian. And in the land shall be mourning every family apart. The family of the house of David apart and their wives apart and the family of the house of Nathan apart and their families apart. The house of Levi and their wives and families apart. The Simeon and theirs apart. And all the families that remain, every family and their wives apart. They'll be so ashamed of themselves when they stand there and see that that very one that they crucified in the night, standing there, their own precious Joseph. There'll be such a morning and they'll say, where did you get those scars? He said, in the house of my friend. You know what I mean? To make an end of sin, of unbelief. That's what he's coming for. Amen. And this 70th year of Daniel, 70th week, brother, coming to make an end of sin, put it away. You understand now? What's the first? To finish the transgression, to make an end of sin. Number three, to make reconciliations for iniquity. Here's writing it down. All I can think of is grace, grace, grace. God's grace to us. Let's have the musicians come. When you see this picture and you see it unfolding and you see that God blinded his own children, Israel, and he did it so that you and I could come in and we walk around like we're something. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Brother Branham would say these things and he'd get to a place and say, oh, don't you want to just go sit in the corner and cry for a while? Amen. That's when it's a reality, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my. God in his grace. You know, the things we can see, Martin Luther never could see this. He thought the Jews were the Antichrist. And yet he was led of God. But we're living in the time when all these things are open to us. And we can see this great big plan that God had. And he included us. You know, it dovetails right to the end. When Israel comes into their land, that's the time, the time of the Gentiles will be over. I, I don't know if we can appreciate that. We don't have time left. They're in their land. The day of redemption, the end of the Gentile days, it's over. It's just the, the last few that God is calling. And here we are. Oh, we ought to be so thankful. Let's stand together. You know, I, I, I had years ago when I first came in and they had all these different books and this was one of the books I had on the Daniel 70 weeks and I go back into these and I look at the things I underlined and I'm reading through it and it's like I'm having a revival again. Oh, this is like wonderful. Oh man, this is good. And I, I remember it so well. I'll tell you what, there's, there's fresh honey in the rock all the time. Brother Branham would make a statement, the day that God determines Israel to be a nation, that's the day there'll never be another Gentile saved. Now remember, he was a prophet. He was walking in it. He goes a little further, and then he goes and he says this, now they are now a nation recognized, is that it? But they don't have their temple worship yet. Oh, I just caught it. <laughs> Fresh, he said. And he said, and when they establish temple worship, the church will be gone God will be dealing with the Jews as a nation. Oh, the day of redemption is nigh, isn't it? Why don't we sing a just a 
course or two, a verse or two of that. The day of redemption. Nations are breaking. Israel's awakening. The signs that the prophets foretold. The Gentile days numbered. Horrors encumbered. Eternity. Please. 